Welcome back, everybody, to the magical, mandatory, midnight special. Yeah. Eat, 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 eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crack it. Heck yeah. <laughs> Bubbly. Need mm-hmm. something to drink. Something to drink. Um, we're here, Friday night. It's happening. It's on fire. Mm. The weekend's com- The weekend has arrived. Yeah, it has. Um, wet whenever you listen to this the weekend's here so welcome everybody yeah we love you we're glad you're here mm. we got waters yeah <clears throat> i'm not drinking anything to be honest why uh well i got a little bit of coffee but that's kind of what i'm doing right now yes i've been thinking a lot this week that's yeah. good. about the punchline 30 second <laughs> jokes <sighs> And boy, oh boy, was that a rough one last week. Yeah, yeah I was. just think 30-second stories are working. Maybe we should stick with them. Not, well, <clears throat> <laughs> the thing is, I also, I've been thinking about how I feel like we'd become professionals if we did this for a long time. <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot to do. Yeah. It's a ton to do. What is a remix of this idea that we could possibly possibly work off of? I don't know. Because the 30-second stories is a good idea. But we've gotten lazy with 30-second stories, if we're being honest. Yeah. 30-second stories turns into, like, there's a man, there's a boat, there's a mountain. And they're coming, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It becomes one of the Rick and Morty improv episodes. And not that that's not entertaining, but it's not when you know... It's going to be the same every week. What about if we started doing something like that? Where it's like, you give me like the name of a a movie or a show, like Mm -hmm. fake, and then I have to make up like... This always happens. Every time. I'm turning (laughs) down my phone. I'm turning it... Turn it down. (laughs) Um, But what if we did something like, you give me the name of a TV show... And then I have to narrate like what's it what what it's about almost in that Rick and Morty style fashion where it's like you say uh, tomato handlers and I'm like there's a man on a farm and he's handling tomatoes he's a tomato handler one of the best in the biz you know stuff like that okay you know you think it's too easy is it too much of a ripoff because I know there are some people that like thirty second stories yeah, yeah. I mean there it's- are some. It's good. It's just I don't want to take that away from them necessarily. Yeah, I just want to make it better. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've always, I think I've sort of said that from the beginning that if, if we're doing something different, it has to be something good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because I mean, the thirty-second stories have, you know, they've always been fun. Yes. What if we did instead of each person getting their own topic, we just someone starts it. They say 
tomato farmers and this, and then the next person takes that idea, continues with it, and then we kind of go in a circle and pass it on. So we're only coming with one idea as a group. Okay. 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 So how would that work? So Joseph would would come up, start his how he would say the show started. He goes like a twenty seconds with it. I go. I take it well, from there. 30 seconds. Yeah, and then I'd take it for 30 seconds, and then Wyatt, you go and take it for 30 seconds after okay, me. Okay, so what it, what it should be, what it should be the is the yeah. person who starts it is the one who finishes it. Okay. So if I start the story for 30 seconds, then Joshua goes, then you go. No, I start with the catchphrase, with okay. the two, the, the description words. Joshua starts it, Wyatt picks it up, and, and I finish it. And then you finish it. What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. I get, it's still thirty second stories. Yeah, it's just we're building on the same story. But we're, our, but so so each week we're not doing like I start one, you yeah. start one, you start one. Yes, that's a lot. Yeah, we have one story for all. Okay, of us. and and we each take about twenty seconds. Let's say thirty seconds. Keep to okay. Keep, keep it all thirty right. seconds. We'll keep stories. it. So we're each doing thirty. Thirty okay. second stories. Yeah. So we don't change it too much. All right. We're just Let me get making out my one timer. story. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, so we call it 30 second story 30 second story so okay. we just take the S off of it now that's a pretty right. good compromise okay okay so you can start it really oh, in all honesty it? it's about a minute and a half story yeah. honestly but when it comes down to it we're each given 30 seconds okay alright so why, how about you start it um <clears throat> alright Uh, we're just going to call this first one of the new 30-second story. We're going to call it Tax Jam. Tax Jam? Tax Jam. All tax right? Jam. And Joe, do you want some time to think about it? Give me like 10 seconds like we normally do. All right. So we'll each have 10 seconds to think about it, and then we start – not individually. We're all taking yeah. the same 10 seconds. So yeah. I'm going to start a 10-second timer here. All right. So as soon as he finishes, I gotta go. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. That that works. It's more improv, I guess. I like that idea. And go. So there are these three moms that start this concept of having a party when it's tax season. Okay. And basically that tax season starts. They get everybody from the neighborhood to come in. Do their taxes together. Everyone puts money in the pot. They have like, you know, 15 accountants to get going and they have a, a grill out. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens is during the grill out, somebody go, somebody's taxes go missing. Okay. And in the process of trying to find those taxes, they don't want to go to jail. Mm-hmm. But the party is what caused the missing taxes. So, Josh. So, since there's a missing taxes, um, actually... Someone comes and calls the uh, what is it, the IRS? IRS. The IRS. And so there's a rat in the group. Mm. They they called. They don't know who it is, but there's a rat in the group that called the IRS to come in and kind of do an audit on all their taxes. And so since one person's missing, we kind of like, what the heck are we gonna Man, do? Go to Joshua. Set what? All right, so this guy comes in, and nobody knows what they're going to do because they're missing that one set of taxes. Well, now they have to go out and start searching. they they got to backtrack. They're backtracking all over the place. They're backtracking to each one of their houses. Each house has a different family and a different story. 
So nobody really knows, you know, where the taxes got lost. But this audit guy, he's he's strange. There's something more about him that we don't know. He's after more <laughs> than just taxes. Stop. Yeah. What is he <laughs> after? <laughs> so it started with the tax party and then the audit. What oh, was it? Was it's called Josh. Tax Jam. Tax Jam started with Which tax really jam. works because it's like they call their party Tax Jam. Mm-hmm. Like it's a jamboree. <laughs> yeah. But really, they've gotten into a tax Filing jam. Filing taxes together. Oh. Yeah. Oh. They got, into, they a got jam. into a tax jam, an IRS jam. I like this because we can continue on something that we can have to stop after got 30 it. seconds. Mm. Started with a tax jam, ended with a jam. Very tax jam. That was fun. That was a good idea. Good idea, Joshua. Do we keep doing this? We I, do it until it gets boring, and then we remix it again. All right. <laughs> I, so, officially, I'd love to get Jamark into this. Officially, thirty second stories has turned into thirty second story. Yes. Story, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we like each it. have thirty seconds to tell a part of the one story. Yes, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll revisit <laughs> in the future the joke idea. Yeah, the joke idea. If we can somehow become funnier, <laughs> that's funny. Um, any quick check-ins I don't want to hear about what food you guys ate I don't want to hear about how you went to work and came home I want to hear has anything worth mentioning happened this week yeah alright mention it I don't have anything alright any funny stories with girls any poop stories uh Funny stories. I'm just blowing up what's happened in the past. I haven't pooped in three days. (laughs) (laughs) It's been three days. It's been three days. I will say one thing that's happened this week is we Mm. did a podcast on Monday Mm. that was ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. It was. It was. It was was an idea. Start. It It was move and stop and move and stop the whole time. Yeah. And it was a struggle to get through. How many times do you think we broke? I broke four times, I think. I want to um, say I broke three or four. Well, I feel like for me, I I picked a hard character. Once I got into it, I'm like, I can't say much about the future when they're both kind of, of old, this time. old time. No, old timey, because you guys were both kind of, you kind of are like Kind of out of touch with the present. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I'm like way into the future. Way in so, the future. So it, we just could not connect and it was hard. I was trying to, to connect. To it, but well, yeah. you were always you were given a lot of future factoids, which our characters by design were not interested. We weren't. <laughs> if you had said stuff about the present, our characters <laughs> wouldn't have understood. No. <laughs> okay, uh, I will say for my character, I discovered mm. about five minutes in mm-hmm. that <laughs> my voice was going to. It was gonna give out at some point. Yeah, and it it just it, it was a bad voice choice. Yeah. But the only I only had two options. It was that one and another one. I could do other voices, we, but I didn't. I couldn't craft characters. Yeah, in the short amount of time that we were thinking about this, and so I was like, I don't. I think the other one's too weird. I want to go with this one. I'm gonna do something unique. I told you before we started. I know, and I was like, I've already committed to it. I'm sticking to Ashley. Okay, <laughs> and, and uh, it it you did it though. I made it through. You did mm-hmm. make it through, and I I had a few I had a few good lines in an hour podcast. You'll probably laugh twice, maybe three <laughs> I, times. I don't know. See, here's the thing for me. <laughs> yeah, because because you know I haven't seen the video, mm-hmm. the final video. 
Um, so I don't know. I don't know what you left out. in. Right. I don't know if you've I think left. I'm leaving everything in. You think you're yeah. leaving everything in? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, we we Why learned not? how the the future of toothpaste and turkey basters. What? <laughs> there. Oh man. I mean, why not? Yeah, I, I there was Leave one it. time where I I got you yeah heavily. Oh, yeah. I started. I was like, he starts talking about wanting to sell fish, and I'm like, wait a because he, he says <laughs> we got on the you, you don't know how because he didn't know how cell phones Woo. work, and I'm like, you don't know how cell phones work, and he's <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm like, are you using minutes? And he's like, what? No, what? And I'm like, okay, so this is all a big scam. <laughs> he's trying to sell these 800 fish that he's caught because he has like 25,000 minutes Minute. that he has to See, pay off. You did me a you did me a solid by handing me that mm -hmm. because the next three punchlines that actually were laughable mm -hmm. had to do with minutes. <laughs> Every time. I couldn't. See, I laughed at one point because I was thinking about minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, just started the idea laughing. of phone minutes, like talking minutes, well, the fact just became a funny the thing. Fact that this guy's whole business is around <laughs> trying to pay off, pay off minutes. minutes. And we don't even, who even uses minutes <laughs> <Nope>. today? <laughs> Which I, I don't know how far into the podcast this was, but if you like, like if, if you're watching, if you watched it and you quit because you're like, this is ridiculous, I'm mm -hmm. not going to sit through it. Maybe go like halfway through. And then watch from there because yeah. then you get to the you get to some of the <laughs> moments we started breaking and it's yeah. actually kind of enjoyable. Yeah. Um, See, because I, I was thinking, I was thinking probably around the first or second break, I was like, he'll probably cut this out. No. And then around <laughs> the fourth or fifth break, I was like, he absolutely cannot cut, cut this out. No, no, I'm not cut. I wasn't planning on cutting out anything. Yeah. Joshua, give us give us the idea um, about why we did that. Just so people are aware. Um, I mean, I as an exercise, I want, I came up with the idea, and we know my ideas. They're either perfect or they're terrible. Mm. Yeah, I never have an no in between. In between. I would no not say anything's perfect. Josh, good, Josh, good. It, it, I have good it, it is sort of a running theme that Josh tends to have either really good ideas or real or okay. So he has ideas, he has and they can of... they can either become. Right, yeah. really great and Which really is, fun. Uh, movies of the decades, yeah, was birthed out of Joshua's head. Mm -hmm. Or, or, or. <laughs> okay, they're just so bad. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, well, so they just bad. they just keep coming to screeching halts. If going, you're on a podcast and you're coming to halts, it's a bad podcast. Yes, going going back <laughs> way before this, talking about ideas. You know, our April Fools, our very first April Fools idea was my idea. You know. Yeah, uh, you know, we talked about the snipe and where it came from. No, Our that story was the set. That was was that an April Fool's? Oh no, no. the first one. The first the one was laughing. Joshua's idea. Okay, did you did I've, you ever see this? Yeah, I saw it. The first April Fools. Joshua <laughs> did. A, Joshua came up. This was really early on. We season got a one. Few views from it though. Joshua and we got a lot of dislikes. Yeah, <laughs> hilarious. Joshua was like, "Let's do an April Fools joke." The episode's coming out April first. We're going to put a clickbait title in there and mm. joshua decided to go with we got a pirated copy of avengers endgame no yeah. avengers was what was it endgame the, yeah endgame. it was, it was endgame. right right where endgame came out and we it hadn't come out yet mm -hmm. it was about to yeah and we were we put out like we have a pirated version we watched it this is what happened type thing yeah and and we're like 
and we the thumbnail was us like looking like really inquisitive like we had just seen a ghost and when you click on the video it is 10 minutes now we called it a podcast 10 minutes is not really a good podcast mm-hmm. but it was 10 minutes of us laughing of us just laughing we said no words <laughs> It was just laughing. Now it started off as fake laughs. It became real laughs. Went back to fake and then so got bad. got into real again. So that was a bad idea. It was a funny. it was a thing Honestly, we could say we personally, did. Personally, I think it's funny. It was funny, but but bad idea. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I mean, I don't <laughs> know. We we talked about this actually like like two weeks ago. My idea is there. I just kind of spit stuff out what's in my head you know crazy sometimes sometimes it's hard to get things out of your head well sometimes i don't have anything and i'm just you know i'm having a brain fart mm. and i just don't got anything but i then, feel like no i feel like when you don't have anything you just start saying stuff yeah and it comes out and, and you and, and i make things there's n- he makes things up and and there's <laughs> no point to it but somehow <laughs> they just become like gold sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes they're terrible. And so, yeah, sometimes it, it, it does it does become very funny. Well, where there's a lot of smoke, there's usually a little bit of fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh. Josh has Josh a lot has of smoke. Lot. He's blown a lot and of a, smoke. a couple flames. A couple a flames. Spark are in there. Or <laughs> a spark or two. A spark or two are in there. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so it, uh, if you guys enjoyed that podcast, <laughs> why do I feel Too like- Too bad it's not April 1st. Why do I feel like now, thinking back, it's going to be like the Thanos thing? It, yeah, it was. <laughs> like the end game thing? Yeah, it, it definitely know, probably you know, will be. But, it might be, but the thing is, we have to have those every so often. We've I, done 190 episodes and counting up to 5,000. Um, we have we are gonna have duds. I know. Yeah. I think without a doubt, I I really liked it, and this is my my argument for it. It pr- it's probably gonna be a terrible episode. I haven't seen it either, but <laughs> it's probably gonna be a terrible episode. But um, if we don't have those bad episodes where we're just throwing out trying stuff, we're not gonna hit our stride and be like. We're not going to be throwing stuff out there and hit something that actually is gold and people actually like and catch on, you know? Well, I feel like as far as the podcast goes, we're always throwing out ideas. Always. Always. Yeah, but sometimes you have to have those outrageous ideas. That you got to do something different. Yeah, and we did it. Now, we might come back to this improv idea in the future, mm. but maybe for the time being, we leave our characters descripted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was uh, see. I thought there was going to be a little bit more like like you actually had a topic. Well, there was we hopes of about, that. There was hopes about of that. that. I was but asking I, Joshua about it. I think in my mind, I was thinking we we talk about backstory. We do this, and then your guys. And this is back to what we were just talking about. Your guys had a had something you guys could talk about. But like me, you're talking about the minutes, and then I was throwing in there like. Oh, we don't have that in my time. So we couldn't have a conversation about that <laughs> with my character because we you, were so different. You all, you somehow always end up being like the odd man out, yeah. like just different. Because I picked a, a character that didn't see, vibe with your characters. See, I, I had hoped towards the end that mm-hmm. you would say something about, well, my sister. I was trying to fit it in there, but nothing would. I was like, hoping you were really going to say good. something about my sister, and then we could end it with me like physically attacking you. That would be funny. I mm-hmm. thought that would have been hilarious if I just you say one wrong thing about my sister, and then I just fit. I actually legitimately, 
legitimately thought about grabbing your your bottle and, and break breaking it. it on the table. <laughs> that would have spiced it up. Wouldn't a that bit. have been crazy? That See, been that's the kind of passion to improv you need. See, I thought about just grabbing that bottle. I was waiting for you to say one thing. And I was like, I'm either going to physically go for his throat or I'm going to grab that bottle and break it on this table. Dude, you should have done that. Right? You should have did it. Yeah. I didn't I wasn't I wasn't having those thoughts. I'm just trying to think of like, how do I play on the sister? How do I play on the minutes? I, and then I thought, How long have we been going? <laughs> and then I thought, do I really want to have to vacuum up a bunch of glass after yes that. for that to be on camera <laughs> that would have yes. been funny yeah that would have been funny <laughs> oh well well let us know what you thought of that uh there are yeah. there are some moments that will probably make you laugh but that was our attempt at improv <laughs> forgive us if it was just boring yeah mm-hmm. i think it'll be fun it'll I, be I, I think it'll so. be all right yeah <laughs> it'll be all right um, we at least tried it we uh we did it yeah I want to talk about something specific okay. for this midnight special. Specific. Take up probably roughly specific. the rest of the time. Um, there is a there is a franchise, a series, movie Star series, Wars. book series that has had a huge impact on our lives. Lord of the Rings, The Way of Kings, The Way of Kings. <laughs> yeah, The Stormlight Archive by yeah. Brandon Sanderson. The well, the yes. door within. Um, I was thinking Lord of the Rings. The reason why is because. It has had a huge impact on most people's lives. Mm. Um, and I wanted to just talk talk out like what it is about Lord of the Rings for us personally that has created so much inspiration in our brains, that has brought us to a place of where we are today. When we were younger, how it cultivated imagination for creating stories, for creating, you know, fun moments with friends, for mm driving us to pursue something that we're interested in you know that that's that's there's so many things that lord of the rings for some people our age that have that there's just something beautiful and special about it yeah so i was like let's break it down let's try to come to some conclusions are some we, applications so we're breaking down lord of the rings are we just breaking down uh we're breaking down how what are the stories rings? that that gave us inspiration no, that's no, too I think I think more, we're talking more, more about just like Lord of how Lord of the Rings has kind of inspired us, cultivated. Because on yeah. some level, it's cultivated. I I'd be willing to bet all three of our futures, mm-hmm. you know, mm. and how it sparked inspiration. What we felt emotionally coming from such a fantastic fictional story that we've never seen brought to the big screen before. That kind yeah. of stuff. Well. If it's all right, I'd yes. sort of like to open up with mine, all because right. because you it's know my, right. I'm sure my story is a little bit different from yours. All right. As a kid, uh, you were a kid once. I was actually. Wow, I it was a that. long time ago. Yeah. Um, as a kid, I didn't really have. You know, I didn't watch Lord of the Rings early on. Mm-hmm. Um, most of most of my inspiration came from John Mark's inspiration. Yeah. And most of his inspiration came from, you know, his brain or whatever we watched or, you know, stuff like that. We, we did all, as little kids, really little kids. I'm talking, I was probably like three years old, four years wow. old. I remember doing time travel stories with John Mark. With the little spin <laughs> thing. Yeah, with the spin <laughs> thing. Um, And... So, so John Mark's imagination 
you know, in my imagination, sort of cultivated itself uh, growing up. And I don't think I actually saw the first episode of Lord of the Rings, or the first movie, mm-hmm. until I was maybe 10 or 11. Yeah. Uh, when that I watched was... the first episode. I was, I'm pretty sure I was 11, too. Yeah, you were probably the same age. We're both 97 boys. 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 Um, and so, so yeah, uh, we watched the first one, and then my, my mom didn't want us to watch the other ones. Just for you know, you know this is lots a, of lots I mean, of you know. There's a, honestly there's a lot of magic and stuff in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, a lot of things that's you know, not you know. I'm pretty sure we are both <sighs> raised in families where Harry Potter was a no no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because uh-huh. witchcraft and wizardry. Yeah, Ooh, magic, magic, spells. magic and spells and things. Yeah, um, and so. With respect to that idea, we didn't watch Lord of the Rings. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, you know, we watched the first one. We saw the first one because there wasn't too much in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but n- I never, I didn't see the second one or the third one. I didn't really know what, what went on in the stories. Mm-hmm. And then one year we had a flood and we were living in a cabin because we lived in a camp and all the buildings were flooded and our house was flooded and one of the cabins was 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 not flooded um and it had some beds and you know a little kitchen area Mm -hmm. so we were staying in this cabin and my mom was actually my mom and and my sisters were staying at a friend's house a couple times you know just because these cabins were small and my dad comes home he's like hey i got uh the hobbit <laughs> right the first hobbit movie wait for real yeah the first hobbit came out yeah before you watched the lord of the rings yes wow. before i watched the second and third lord of the rings and we watched it and we had fun watching it oh yeah and then he came home with the the trilogy <laughs> and he's like all right We're let's, watch it. let's watch let's watch these yeah you know now were you super excited you're like finally yeah and so I was about 16 at this point. Yeah. 16. And uh, and so we watched them all. And I think, I, I, I want to say it was me and my dad and John Mark. And Good then I think I watched them again with Ethan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, and then I got permission to read the books. <laughs> so I started reading <laughs> at the 16? books. Yeah. You yeah. Got permission. Well, let's see, also... Um, even before this, I I've been I'd been listening to all sorts of audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I was like you know I'm 16 and I told my mom <laughs> I was like you know uh, at this point I can sort of uh, you know pick you know, I have the ability uh, pick you know, your poison I have no 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 it's more of discernment gotcha mm-hmm. it it you know I have discernment about you know the the you know more more magic elements and you know any yes. sort of spiritual elements and and whatnot that's in the movies and and if it makes me uncomfortable to watch the movie i won't watch it yeah mm-hmm. you know i i because i had you know i've watched a lot of movies yeah worse than lord of the rings <laughs> yeah i've yeah. watched movies that i i 
frankly turned off yeah mm. because i didn't you know they made me uncomfortable i didn't like you know like magic mike like magic mike it had a lot of magic in it <laughs> way too much way, way too much more. wizardry with yeah. their wands <laughs> oh, no. oh no um but honestly i want to say a lot of the whimsical stuff right yeah uh about lord of the rings i already had Mm. Um, you know, I had it from watching old movies at my grandmother's, you know, where they used a lot of the practical effects. I, I attribute a lot of like, a, you know, Empire Strikes Back. Ooh. I remember sitting, you know, at my grandmother's watching Empire yeah. Strikes Back and all the scenes in like Dagobah mm. with Yoda. Dagobah. You know, that it's really Dagobah sculpted system. a lot of the, the um, imagination. imagination of you know there's there's like there's more to these characters yeah there's something deeper yeah you know there's there's a little bit of magic in it um and it's it's you know it's part of that practical effects thing mm-hmm. lord of the rings however well i think what it did was reinforced character um archetypes Mm-hmm. It reinforced a lot of character archetypes, reinforced a lot of the storytelling elements. Yes. For me and uh, for John Mark. In fact, John Mark is writing a story that is very similar to Lord of the Rings. He's he's, gar- he's you know, drawn a lot of inspiration from Lord of the Rings yeah. and from some other books and things. He, and the story is definitely 100% his own. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's homage in it to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. A lot of the, you know, a party of people, you know, a fellowship of the, you know, sort of, you know, a, yeah, yeah, a, an yeah. item, almost a MacGuffin type thing to, yeah. you know, to drive the story, help a drive A strong the story. MacGuffin. Yeah. You know, a young character who doesn't really know what he has to offer, that kind of stuff. Yes. Mm. So... While the, the the whimsy and the imagination was already there, Lord of the Rings really started reinforcing it mm. as far as story elements. Yeah. That's cool. Um I know um I know you, you said there's so I watched Star Wars mm-hmm. so much more early than I watched Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um and I, I see where you're coming from. Star Wars did plant really early in me this idea of kind of like you know majestical Mm -hmm. it kind of crafted the idea of like fiction Mm -hmm. you know everything i was watching i was watching star wars alongside i guess barney barney and barney you know um and so star wars was on a different level Mm -hmm. everyone's like oh star wars attack of the clones or something the second film in the pre the the prequels. I remember when the I remember watching when it came one, out. I remember yeah. watching the Phantom Menace before the second one was even out, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Man, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen." Yeah, it's the yeah. coolest. And I was too young to because I was watching Barney. Too yeah. young to understand how corny it is, but I'm like, "This is this this is the awesomest thing that anyone could ever see." Mm-hmm. 
Same with Phantom Menace. I'm like, that's a good actor, that kid who plays Anakin. <laughs> you know? He's so solid. So good. I, I so really good. resonate with him as a young boy. And um, I could be a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I could be a Jedi. You know? And so that started early that Star Wars did have a big impact. But it was a new level when I hit Lord of the Rings. Mm. A brand new level of... of Literally, I, I, I figured out I could do something like that with my life. Mm-hmm, I could yeah. create something like that with, like, that's a job. Yeah. To make a film like that, mm-hmm. that looks, I watched 10 hours of behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I have so much I can say about this. I don't even know how, what I should say, but... I've watched all the behind the scenes. I've mm-hmm. seen the filmmaking side of it. I've seen the the novel writing side of it with all of the people that give talks about, you know, J.R. Tolkien of how he he crafted these stories of the process, how long it took, how so much backstory, so much he added to this Middle Earth idea. And it was like his life's work. It wasn't all of his work, but it was like, the thing that you're remembered for. Yeah. And then getting into Peter Jackson, his passion to create the story on film and the thousands of people that worked on that and were mm-hmm. being paid a job. To, I was like, this is what people talk about. When I was young, I was like 11, 12 when I first watched the movies and then I started reading the books. I was like, this is what it means to never work at a job this mm-hmm. is what it means to be an adult but not actually have a job meaning you don't have to actually go to work because what you're doing seems like a dream to you mm-hmm. you know but i want to hear what you have to say joshua what do you what, what how did it impact you what are some things that you remember it didn't impact me i i don't even like lord of the rings shut up i'm kidding <laughs> um yeah i uh, I kind of throw back to Star Wars. We did watch Star Wars a lot, um, a long time before Lord of the Rings. Um, Lord of the Rings, though, it's so different. And even like I watched it not too long ago, and it's got this like, it's almost like the characters in it are reading poems sometimes mm. like they have their dialogues like they i mean it's the how it was wrote in script how it was, form, wrote. How it was written r- written written wrote it was wrote uh how it was writ <laughs> joshua's like my grammar's all backwards <laughs> go ahead um, it was it it was put into screenplay mm-hmm. um so different than most movies and the dialogue and stuff is a lot different. The first time I watched Lord of the Rings, I remember, okay, no. We watched the cartoon ones first. <laughs> oh, good Nick. <laughs> Not good. Those the are stuff like of scary. Nightmares. Yeah. I, I still have nightmares young, for I'd love to adult. watch those now. I actually did. You find them on YouTube. Really? I, well, at least clips, if not the full thing. I think they're on like, uh, I guess we can advertise, like Tubi or something, like a free yeah free streaming yeah 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 some what are they like now <sighs> still know. a lot like do, are people watching them no i'd i'd like to. oh no they're really cheesy but yeah, yeah. when you're a kid and you're watching this cartoon they're kind of scary a little cre- bit 
curation of Gollum and the suspense in yeah. the cave and stuff. To me, Hobbit. so I knew what was the story of Lord of the Rings, you know, from that. Um, it's a little bit different than how the books are, mm-hmm. but it still um, tells the story of Lord of the Rings. And I remember the first time we watched uh, The Fellowship, mm-hmm. and then like several years later, same. We weren't all. We didn't watch the second, third one because of till like a year or a year and a half. Yeah, after because we of the fellowship. I guess everybody thought Gollum was scary. He's kind of scary, but he's not like as a as a kid they thought we'd be scared, so we didn't watch the third, second, third for a while. But we eventually watched it, um, and yeah, it is like I feel like what sparked though those were one of the first kind of real live action cinematic films that we watched besides Star Wars mm-hmm. that kind of we watched and then we kind of got into films more after that actually at the same time we were watching Zorro mm-hmm. you know right around, uh, we were watching Zorro and we loved that movie yeah you know um, with uh, Antonio that, Banderas that has to do mm-hmm. with you Wyatt and Jamark you're the ones that were always talking about Zorro dressing up as Zorro. Dude, we love Zorro. I we know. Love Zorro and too. we were like, gotta watch me some Zorro now. My buddies are, are really into Zorro. I gotta be on this this train. It's essentially, what is Zorro? Essentially the Mexican Batman? Essentially, well, he's, yeah, more, it, more like Spanish aristocracy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uses his wealth to help the people. You know and the politics, <clears throat> yeah, and to 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 get rid of like the dirty dirty politicians and stuff, yeah. you know, get revenge and revenge. <laughs> but um, I mean, so Lord of the Rings was impactful, but I think it if we want to like point to one thing and say like Lord of the Rings, I don't think we should in a sense because well, like, now nah, we should we should talk about Lord of the Rings. Specifically. Yeah, I mean we're talking about Lord of the Rings, but I think movies were such a big thing that we enjoyed back then mm-hmm. too, like just getting a VHS and watching it. To we enjoyed that so much, and that's what got us into filming and stuff. But yeah, then Lord of the Rings, and I remember when the Hobbit. You said you didn't watch it till the Hobbit came out. I remember we're like the Hobbit's coming out. Mm-hmm. I remember. No, we, this was so long ago, like we had like, we had really bad internet. And so we couldn't even like watch a lot of videos on YouTube and stuff back then. And we went to the library. We had to, we're like, the, the Hobbit trailer came out. We went to the library to watch the Hobbit trailer <laughs> online, <laughs> online, because um, we hadn't seen it. And I remember watching that and being like, man, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, buying our tickets as soon as we could as soon as we could mm-hmm. we were going to that midnight midnight premiere yeah premiere. that's when they did midnight premieres yeah they don't really do that anymore it's the only they do an early midnight premiere so yeah. instead of a midnight it's like nine o'clock seven the o'clock. only premiere i've ever gone to and dressed up oh yeah we yeah. did we dressed, I, up. we dressed up as a hobbit mm-hmm. i had on <clears throat> the cloak i grew my hair out i did i curled my hair Oh yeah! Before we went, yeah. yeah, I think I still have a picture, probably somewhere. And of that that's we, awesome. Yeah, the only so we went at midnight. We got there like two hours 
beforehand because we wanted Gosh. good seats. These weren't reserve seats. You got to get a great seat. Um, we sat there for two hours before the movie played because we wanted to get the best seats we could. We watched <laughs> it. We l- probably how many times did we go see it? I know I saw it probably three or four times in the theater, The Hobbit. Um, <clears throat> Because it was so impactful and we just, it was good. I do have, now looking back, I do have a few gripes. Peter I have reservations. I have Hobbit, reservations but, on like the third one, but yeah. I, even the second one I enjoyed. The only, I mean, not like bad, but the things that I, reading the books, because mm-hmm. I read the books after I yeah, watched the movies. Um, I wish Peter Jackson would have done The Hobbit like, the Hobbit was made for more kids. It wasn't the the novel that Lord of the Rings was as much. More like teens. Maybe not kids, well, but teens. My issue was that there was a lot in there was actually there was actually quite a lot in the novel. Mm-hmm. It, 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 even though it was a small book, relatively. Mm-hmm. Yes. There was a lot in the novel. Maybe not about character development or anything like that um you know it was more about the journey Mm -hmm. but there was a lot that happened on the journey and you would think with expanding that novel to three movies they would insert a lot of that you know stuff that was in the book like like uh the the example i use is they go through the forest um of Mirkwood. Mm-hmm. It takes them like two weeks to get through the forest. Yeah. There's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. But, you know, in the movie, it takes, you know, it's like a day. They're in there for like a day. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was very much like, okay, so you've got three movies, and yet somehow still the timeline feels way too short. Yeah. I think uh, for me, back to what I was saying about it being like a teen book. I wanted more, I wanted journey and I wanted story, but I wanted more of what Peter Jack, I'm not Peter Jackson, what Tolkien created the world. I wanted more of the world yeah. in there being the the dwarfs singing. Mm-hmm. I, the first movie had singing in it, you know. Yeah. Bend the fog, break the, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. that's what Bilbo Baggins hates. <laughs> and, um, we got that in the first movie. We didn't in the second, third mm-hmm. movie. I wanted more of the world than the journey. We know the journey. We know the <sighs> story. I want more of the world that yeah. Tolkien was writing in the book. That's my gripe. Well, there's like, it. even in Lord of the Rings, there's a lot. Like, uh, in in the movie, you never even see the character Tom Bombadil. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Tom Bombadil. Mm-hmm. I, I think about first reading the books and big things that stand out to me is them uh, seeing a procession of elves. Yeah. As, and they haven't, they've like, they haven't even left the Shire technically. Yeah. You know, and hanging out with the elves. And, um, well, they, they did throw that in there, the extended edition. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I have it. I, I don't think I've seen the extended of the first movie. They, they do. Um, there's a scene and it's quick uh, of, Frodo and Sam, when they're before they even get to the prancing pony, they yeah. they're traveling through the Shire and they see elves and there's this quick scene. It's like they they're hiding behind a tree. Elves are like um, walking past mm-hmm. and 
And I think Frodo or Sam says, isn't it? It's a pity. He's like, why? And he's like, all these elves are leaving Middle Earth. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. do have that scene. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's, but so, only there, there's so much in the book where it's like, uh, like the farmer that chases them. Yeah. They actually go to his house and, you mm-hmm. know, eat and hang out with them. And, yeah. And, you know, you, you get this sense that this character, Tom Bombadil, is some extremely powerful entity in mm-hmm. this world probably on the level of sauron yeah or you know some of the others definitely more than gandalf or the balrog mm-hmm. um but even he can't destroy the ring yeah um or maybe he could maybe we don't know we don't know uh, i've had somebody tell me that honestly they thought that tom bombadil is probably one of the only characters mentioned in the books that could have Mm-hmm. destroyed the ring or overcome its power mm. um and we, you don't even see him in the movies yeah. not once and probably because it throws off the story it kind of does yeah yeah you could it, it in the lord of the rings lego game you could play as tom bombadil <laughs> um but Fantastic. yeah so so the 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 books gave a lot of inspiration too mm-hmm. um but I think a lot of what the movies did was especially the practical effects. Yeah. You know, we get the big war scenes and the war mm-hmm. scenes are fun and whatnot. And, you know, Legolas doing Legolas, Legolas things. things is fun. But and the Aragorn doing Aragorn things. The, yeah, the the well, the things that Aragorn does isn't nearly like, like Legolas. <laughs> yeah, like sliding on a shield. Even though I, I, I learned not too long ago um, that... I remember watching the movie, and when Aragorn um, is fighting the orc, and the orc takes Aragorn's knife and throws it at him. Oh yeah, I was like, I was like, who on earth would swing their sword at a knife coming towards <laughs> them? That is the stupidest thing. And he hits it out of the air. He shatters it, right? And I was like, that's so dumb. And then I remember watching. I saw a YouTube video or something that's like he did that. Yeah, that guy actually threw that that prop at him, and he wasn't like trying to hit it, but he hit it out of the air and broke it and broke it, yeah. and they left it in the yeah in the movie because it was done. It's so good. It was done. It they did it, and 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 so things like that, with these practical moments, mm-hmm. the, you know, seeing the orcs and seeing the Urukai and. Uh, uh, just the the way that they moved and looked mm-hmm. lent itself to the realism, the practical effects. The yeah. practical effects it, it, it adds, even though you get a, a a lot of the movie is special effects. Yeah, you know, a lot of the big war scenes, a lot of you know Gollum, uh, you know the 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 Ents, and a lot of their battles and things. Um. It's like this perfect blend mm-hmm. of, it is. of practical and special That's effects. Lord of the Rings, not The Hobbit. We, no, we we're have, not talking about The we Hobbit. We have a gripe against The, the Hobbit. The other that. gripe against The Hobbit is it's all special effects. Yeah. There's they, no practical they took effects. It out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and even like most of the uh, Uruk-hai stunt doubles, like if you watch go back and watch like behind the scenes or when they're making of lord of the rings like most of them were uh 
like these big um I'm I don't want to get this wrong, but I might be getting this wrong. Okay. Um throw it out in the ether. I I always thought I guess they were uh where was it New Zealand? Yeah. New Zealand big New Zealand guys? Yeah. Yeah. I was I was gonna say what are the Hawaiian people? What uh, oh, are you thinking like Samoan? Samoan. I was thinking Samoan, but I don't think that's that's right. Um, it, it's I don't, yeah I don't think it's a I'm I'm is not it, what it was like Polynesian almost. Is that I the know, is that honestly. the term for like the those those tropical island um, native peoples? You're talk, you're asking the dude who <laughs> once called the language Portuguese Brazilian. Brazilian. Uh, <laughs> um, I know what you're saying. Brazilian I know what guy. you're saying. It's like some of the big guys, yeah, some yeah. of the big uh, New Zealand guys. Yeah, they uh, and they had. Uh, that's actually they threw that in the movie. Uh, um, there's a scene where I pretty sure Aragorn like headbutts one of them because they they created this thing where they would all the actors would go up to each other and greet each other with it with like a really hard headbutt mm-hmm. to where I think they I, th- I want to say like they had to tell the actors they're not allowed to do that anymore because yeah. they were like hitting <laughs> on each other, yeah. hurting each other. Yeah, you come up and head headbutt somebody. Yeah, that can do some damage. I mean, for I, sure. The guy who played Mary, um, I remember him telling a story where one of the big orc guys came up and just headbutted oh him. And he's like seeing stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, it, even the behind the scenes lends itself to some of the inspiration and creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Peter Jackson became probably my favorite director because of lord of the rings mm-hmm. and because he put such an effort into let's tell the story of telling the story yeah let's show the process because this is something that nobody's going to do again the same way no one's ever yeah done this before and he's like peter jackson cared so much about us yeah following the journey of making like how many years was it? Nine years? They started back in 1990, I think, mm-hmm. where they were scouting for locations. And then the movies came out 2001, 2002, three. Um, and it was like a 10-year process. It was huge. And no one's ever done that before that long of time. And no one's done it since. And you think about, think about like hours and hours of you know filming in the hot sun or in the rainy night or in the rain or in the cold Mm. hours of of being in a sweaty outfit a sweaty suit a sweaty orc latex thing every all of your pores are covered by stuff everything you know the hours of being in small rooms Hours of, you know, that kind of stuff. Hobbit holes with Hobbit holes. 20, 30 people in it trying to make production happen. Yeah, uh, hours of, of of strange camera work just to try to get the, the, the Hobbits to look so much smaller than the That's rest of the cast. That's another thing. Yeah. Who's, who did that in cinema before that? I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think anybody. anyone did. They, they rigged tables to move and adjust 
based on the camera angle mm-hmm. as it would like mm-hmm. dolly left and right yeah. so that they can keep the perspective of Gandalf being close to the camera and Frodo being away from the camera to make Frodo look smaller. Small. And that perspective of them, you know, quote, looking across the table at each other was, you know, many yeah. feet apart. But they had, but if they moved the camera, like it would be easy to set that up and just have a stagnant shot. It yeah. would. But they were like, no, this is a movie. We're having camera movements. I don't, I, I feel like a lot of people don't realize where their love for Lord of the Rings comes from. I think they think, oh, it's, you know, hearing the horn of Helm Hammerhand sound in mm-hmm. the deep once again, right? They think it's that. They think it's the battle with the Urukai, or they think it's, you know, the 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 Merry and Pippin with Treebeard or yeah. Gandalf jumping off of Isengard or something, right? Yeah. But it's it Honestly, the reason I think the movies are so beloved is because of the effort that's put into things like that. Yeah, like they cared the, about the, they, they really cared about making the hobbits look like hobbits. Yes. They're small. They're supposed to be. Yes. And we have to do the camera work accordingly. And the continuity across. So, like, it's not as simple as, like, oh, we're going to do over the shoulders now. So make sure the table is bigger and we're going to get Gandalf to, you know, sit on a a high chair so he's looking down mm-hmm. at Frodo it's not even as simple as that it's the props everything everything had the, to the be background scale. characters yes everything had to be scale and like I said they were Peter Jackson was like we're making a movie that the amount of effort they put into every single shot's continuity to make these actual actors look Smaller mm-hmm. than its the environment and other people how, around him. How many hours did Andy Serkis have to jump around <laughs> on his hands and feet, or knees jump bent, into freezing back, water? Hundreds back bent, you know, in this green or blue suit, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 do a weird voice. It's so much it's mm-hmm. hours. It's so they, they didn't of hours. have to do it. No, they didn't have to do it. And I think they were going to have an actor, but really early on they realized they can't. And that's when they got to work creating a software to animate something like that that hadn't mm-hmm. existed yet. Yeah. See, it wasn't until I watched some behind the scenes and commentary from the the movie um, the, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe mm-hmm. that I was actually truly inspired about the filmmaking process because you had these, you know, the 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 – uh, minotaurs. You're talking about the, the Disney one, yeah, right? yeah. The yeah, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, and they're all. You see, like a dude, and he's just standing there, and he's holding a a minotaur helmet. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, "There's, there's." He's like, "There's two separate, different props. There's the one I wear on my head, uh, and then there's this mechanical one that I'm not actually in. That you mm-hmm. know, the mouth moves and everything." Um. And I was like, this movie has so much practical effects and CG and, 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 and the commentary. They're telling all these stories about, oh, you know, I tripped and I actually hit, like, almost broke my leg here. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that, that, that Turkish delight was literally just jelly stuff that was dripping all over my face. And I had <laughs> snot coming out of my nose because <laughs> it was so cold. You know, and 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 so you watch the Lord of the Rings stuff and it's like, Times it's like 10. that first Narnia movie. Yeah. You know, times 10. Yeah. So and it much. happened before Narnia. Mm-hmm. That was before Narnia. The uh, 
And you, you mentioned about all the practical effects of things. Now, this is just movies 101. People get hurt because mm-hmm. people do action. But even literally every day of filmmaking, there's something that can happen yeah. with practical mm-hmm. effects. We were filming a microfilm, mm-hmm. a partial day. Mm-hmm. You almost broke your leg mm-hmm. running through the woods. Yeah, I was going too fast. <laughs> or you lose the gun. Yeah, or you lose or a you gun. Lose a you gun. lose a very key prop yeah. into the, the ocean. ocean. <laughs> There's always something that I goes think, wrong uh, or injuries. I think Calypso was just trying to claim the gun. Calypso wanted the gun. Mm-hmm. She really did. Yeah. But I remember when I was young, very young, our, our parents were like, hey, these Lord of the Rings movies are coming out. <laughs> Your dad and I want to watch them. We're like, can we watch Harry Potter? No. Heck no. <laughs> We're gonna watch Lord of the Rings. We they did because our mom read the books, mm-hmm. and you know you're loyal to what you know. Yeah, there was a, the whole issue with Harry Potter was there was some Christian group that put out a documentary and it messed up every homeschooler's young adult life. Yeah, because they didn't get to read <laughs> the books were, or anything. That stupid documentaries like your kids will be conjuring Satan if you let them watch <laughs> Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm not bashing on you. I'm just saying there's a lot of propaganda out there that people buy easily. Yeah. Um, And so, but our parents are like, we want to watch these Lord of the Rings movies. You kids are really young. I remember in Pennsylvania on the bunk beds, just sitting up there, you know, picking my nose, wiping it on the wall. (laughs) 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 Classic. Classic. Every kid does it. You got got your got your booger spot as a kid. You got your booger spot. Mine was the wall next to my bed. I would, Pick, wipe, next oh. morning, scratch to get the dryness. Why off. why would yeah. you this a detail no, it's of the story? It's important. It really is important I'm to, setting up to the make scene. sure you clean up after yourself. Pick up my nose, wipe it on the wall. Oh. Um, <laughs> listening. That was a part of the process to keep me awake to listen mm-hmm. to these incredible war sounds coming out of my parents' bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this? wizardry that they're yeah. watching <laughs> you know and when you when you hear when you're laying in your bed and you hear some dude just like and i'm like what is that you shall not pass and the next morning next morning our parents would be i'd be like so how about that movie mom no and she'd be like I, it's I think scary. You, remember, you can't watch it yeah i think you remember scary. it different i think you're no, a little I'm, bit scared i would have been scared at that at a, mm-hmm. that age but curiosity kills cats every time yeah but i mean i've watched movies that i've wanted to watch with a passion and still got scared it's just a part of growing up the problem is i wanted to watch this and i've been anticipating it for probably since i was five yeah how old was i when the first one came out six six seven i had been anticipating it all the way up to age probably about 11 or 12 and um that's when i watched the fellowship and i was like I remember watching the cartoons at a younger age, and when we were watching the, the live action, we were. I was like, I remember this kind of moment from the mm-hmm. cartoons. I remember like this group, this band of, yeah, wacky characters coming together. The, I, I guess they're called a fellowship, you know. Yeah, and they're called. Um, we actually watched the fellowship. On kind of, I, think, I feel like looking back at it was kind of like a pressurized moment. So um, our sisters had a friend that came over to spend the night, and um, and she brought the Fellowship of the Ring, and she was like, "I really like this movie. Can we watch it?" 
And it was all of us and her, as a family and her, just a day in the night. And we were like, probably our, our parents were her. like, how old are our kids? Are we going to let them watch it? And we we're like, I guess she watches it. She's their age, our kids' age, yet a little bit younger than our sisters. Let's let's just watch The Fellowship. It doesn't have Gollum in it, right? Yeah. And uh, and so we watched it, and I was just it, – it happened so quickly. I was like, mm-hmm. we're watching Lord of the Rings. Heck yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I remember just locked in, just yeah. engaged, and it was – it was incredible, and, and it then, goes it goes so far. It goes from you know the greenery, yes. you know the shire, the vibrant mm-hmm. colors, and it goes to to the you know uh, uh, where's the elves live Rivendell. Uh, Rivendell. Rivendell. It goes Rivendell. to Rivendell, and then it goes to you know Moria, mm-hmm. and it goes on top of the mountains, and then it goes to Moria, and it goes to Isengard. And it goes. They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. Yeah, it goes to like the el the other elves in um the the Galadriel's, Galadriel's elves. Yeah, yeah, and and then it goes to the river, mm. and it goes and to the, the statues, and then you get the an epic, very suspense filled yeah. war scene where you can hear them coming, and the same thing with the Mines of Moria. That yeah. anticipation, I hadn't felt that in a film. As a before. young kid, I was like. I was like, the bad guy is obviously Boromir. <laughs> Very clearly, it's Boromir. And then I think I, I, I don't know that I, I ever saw the full like ending until a little bit later. I watched it again. And I was like, the bad guy's not Boromir. It's not Boromir. Because I remember Boromir. the scene where he's like, he a weak Frodo. Mind. Frodo. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Wow! I'm really resonating That's with this beautiful. fellow. He's just a he's just a, a man, weak, a weak man. He wasn't weak. Yeah. That was the thing. Boromir wasn't See, weak. He was he weak was... until he took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> <laughs> Boromir wasn't a weak character. He was very strong of heart and spirit. Yeah. He he just had things. He was that, a great person. He had things mm. that he wanted, and things that you know he. The thing is, it was birthed like temptation happens. He it was believed birthed out of out of a power to defend his people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 it even shows in the end that he's a powerful character. Yeah, you know, in in that saving Marie he, Pippin, he he made the mistake, and and he doesn't go back like to fight for fighting's sake, which you think as a kid is like I'm gonna fight, I want to fight, right? Mm-hmm. To you know swing swords and you know kill the bad guys. He goes back to defend people who are for smaller than fighting him. for. Yeah. Something worth fighting for. Yeah. You know, these these characters who honestly, he doesn't really know. Mm. Yeah. They're just smaller than he is. And they need help. And they need help. And and he dies to do it. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of uh I mean, Lord of the Rings is good and we haven't had anything like it since until the movie Tomorrow Wars came out. Um <laughs> so ultimately this is to promote Tomorrow Wars. Go watch Tomorrow Wars. Um, um, <laughs> I'm joking. Go watch our last episode if you don't haven't seen Tomorrow two Wars. Two episodes ago. I mean, two one, episodes ago. Yeah. One last. Well, I was thinking well, about four three episodes ago with the Midnight Special. That's true. I was thinking about Boromir in that line where you know he's dying and he's like holding Aragorn, and he wh- what's the line exactly where he's like. Uh, uh, he calls him his brother and mm-hmm. his king. My king. My king, you know? You don't realize what a momentous moment that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he accepted We're that. We're on Spotify. I think we can play that scene if we want. Um, 
I'm gonna that, look it up. I feel like that scene is one of the big well, ones. How about this? What put the music and we'll we'll uh, interact it. One of, one of the big one, that's one of the big moments for uh, especially the way that John Mark and I think about uh, gravitas mm-hmm. and thinking about like the fact that he didn't see this man as the king you know well he was jealous because he was the this the son of the steward oh he knew he knew he's the king yeah but he, he was, wasn't his king and he wasn't yeah. the king he wanted to serve yeah until the very end you know when he says this, I can play it. Play it. Yeah, play it. They took the little ones. He's down. Frodo. Where is Frodo? I let Frodo go. Then you did what I could not. I tried to take the ring from him. The ring is beyond our reach now. Forgive me. I did not see. I have failed you all. No more, man. You fought bravely. You have kept your honor. Believe it. It is over. The world of men will fall. And all will come to darkness. And my city to ruin. I do not know what strength is in my blood, but I swear to you, I will not let the White City fall. Our people fail. Our people. Our people. Giving him a sword. Seeing him die becomes mm-hmm. the last lines. I would have followed you, my brother, my captain, my king. And there's the death of Boromir. Mm-hmm. Beautiful scene. Beautiful. And I, I love you still. You have Sean Bean acting full voice as he's dying. You know, the world's going to come to an end. And then you have uh, uh, Vigo. Vigo, Vigo Mortensen. And he's like, no, it's not going to. I promise you, I will not let the White City fall. Brother, our people. <laughs> you can barely hear him. He's whispering. Vigo. I, that way. <laughs> When he says they took the little ones, I was like, <laughs> I just listened to that. I was like, oh, that oh. hurt. Um, he called them the little the ones. The little ones. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's such, you know, so much gravitas in mm. that moment. Very um, beautiful. Since we're, uh, I know we're talking about Lord of the Rings, but I think we, we need to play. Don't play something. <laughs> Don't play something else after that. After no, we, we had that beautiful moment. No, this is, this is equally, well, not equally, almost equally. It's beautiful of a moment. We're going to sit here and listen to this. Joshua, we're no, not listening on. to the no. whole Sam you're, you're speech. You're derailing everything. What should we lift? What is this? Joshua, turn that off. <laughs> what? He's <laughs> playing Dying of the Leaves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but let's be honest. 
moments, that was the inspiration. Moments like Do like that, you know, inspired my my my, my, my brother, my captain, my king, is that inspires moments like that we write. Yes, mm. it, you well, know that, that's that we want to see. Bringing it up. And we we've talked it. about this moment before point, in the dying of the leaves, <laughs> where where he quotes the poem. Yeah, you know it's it's those are the things I think that have some of the biggest impact. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, it's <clears> not <throat> it's not necessarily the war scenes or anything like that. It's those scenes. Yeah, so good. They're they got a lot of heart to them. Yeah, and they inspire us to be better. At what we do, they mm-hmm. inspire us to be creative. It inspires us to gift the world something that's good. Yeah, gift the world something that's not half baked, not just trying to make a quick buck, but create a piece of art mm-hmm. through emotion, through communication, through drama, through heart. Yeah, true. True. You have to, you know, you you you, you got to believe the words that you're writing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I think Tolkien did that well, and I think yeah. Peter Jackson yeah. did a good job. You know, and the actors themselves did a good. It, it felt like it felt like the actors and Peter Jackson and everybody involved believed in, you know, really truly making something special out of something that was already special. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, too, like they were trying to capture what. Tolkien had. I mean, Tolkien had so much more than just a story. He had languages. He had um, he created these languages and then wanted to put a story to the languages because he wanted to give a meaning. Mm-hmm. I mean, a word without um, a, a story or something behind it is just, is just something that comes out of your <coughs> mouth that yeah. it's just gibberish that comes out of your mouth um i i really like talking about lord of the rings and all this the movie tolkien that came out a couple years ago Mm -hmm. um i don't know if you've seen it Mm -hmm. or not there was things in it uh lord of the rings fans didn't like i'll give them that um it didn't have all all of the tolkien things that people wanted in it but i think it captured those few moments um there's two moments in the film that are really beautiful, in my opinion. One is uh, there's a scene where he's talking about the word cellar door. Mm-hmm. We, we think of cellar door as a door going down to a cellar. Yeah. Um, but he said the word cellar door is such a beautiful word, like cellar door. And mm-hmm. he used words like that. He said it's just the way we pronounce things that come out of our mouth. Celadol. Yeah. It's such a beautiful word, and, and he put meaning to it. Put meaning behind it. The can I talk yeah, about yeah, yeah, really quick? And then the second uh, scene that was my favorite scene in that movie. Favorite scene. Um, uh, it's got a little love romance thing in it, but he finds that out that this girl that he loved since he was a kid got engaged to somebody and so he gets really drunk and he goes out into the courtyard and he's like really drunk in the middle of the night and he's just shouting to the top of his lungs in elvish um at in his college in the courtyard he's drunk he's just shouting in elvish at the stars at the stars and stuff (laughs) and 
the professor's like, what is he speaking? That's not a language I've ever heard. And then that's kind of how he became a linguist and stuff. But and that's such a beautiful scene. I mean, he's drunk and it's supposed to be comical, but he's like shouting in elvish this language he created. And it's such a beautiful language. I would, I would go as far as to say that Tolkien puts so much m- emphasis on... Jeez, I had too much seltzer water. Yeah, mm. my guy. Too much bubbly. He put so much emphasis and you know passion into writing this elvish language that it has transcended not only uh, uh, his writing, mm-hmm. it has entered the writing of basically every other fantasy everything. Mm-hmm. You can't write a D&D story. You can't write a fantasy novel. You can't write a TV show or a video game with with any sort of uh, uh, fantastical elements without having words like, you know, oh, the city of, uh, uh, you know, Mithradir or something. <laughs> and it's because it's it's because of the language that he wrote. Yeah. Sounded so good as something an elf would speak mm-hmm. that it's literally in every I cannot I cannot read something without hearing words like yeah. that. And Martin Martin crafted Game of Thrones with so much inspiration mm-hmm. from Tolkien. Yeah. So much. And yeah. in some ways they even he, have the same middle name, RR. They do. <laughs> same RR. That's right. George RR Martin. Um but he in some ways like he, it's unfortunate, but also beautiful. Mm-hmm. He gave us something that's so elaborate and so well crafted that you can't really outdo it. And it's unfortunate that it's a trope now. It's unfortunate that he covered all his bases. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know? know, it's a trope now. It's a trope that yeah. the, the elvish cities and the you know the magical language yeah. that it's a trope that it's literally something people are making up. They're making yeah. up words, mm-hmm. fake words to represent something that you know. He was actually because he was a linguist. He was yeah. writing languages. He was making them up. They had meaning, and you it's know. Crazy. But it 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 it's there's a lot to be said for it. That you know his mm-hmm. legacy transcends his own work. Yeah, into the work of literally everyone else. Yeah, you know, some yeah. nerd sitting in his basement writing a D and D campaign. You know. Uh, uh, making up the names for his it's like Gondor, Gondor, Gondor. Yeah, Hondor doesn't realize Hondor. doesn't realize that the the fake names that he's given things, or maybe he does. Maybe the nerd does. Mm, the nerd knows. The nerd the probably nerd. knows. <laughs> but a lot of people don't realize that the 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 things that they're using to write their stories are Tolkien. Mm-hmm. So that's a good T-shirt. The nerd knows. Nerd, nerds know. Nerds know. Mm-hmm. Nerds know. Like, if we're being honest, <laughs> nerds know. Nerds yeah. know. It's yeah. true. <laughs> well, if you guys haven't seen Lord of the Rings, gosh dang it, go out and watch yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And maybe it'll get you into listening or even reading uh-huh. the books. Yeah. I would recommend reading the books. They're, well, don't they're good. don't don't push people too hard. What? Let them decide for themselves. Man, if you if you don't read the book by next week, we're gonna come to you. Oh, we, it took me. Gonna... It took me about half a year to read the third book. Mostly because I got through the beginning and I think I got bored. I didn't get past that horse ride with uh, Gandalf and who is it? Pippin. Pippin. Yeah. Yeah. See, I never got bored. I just I've read them all the way through pretty quick. I I wasn't bored with them. These were my these were you know 
formative years. Yeah, formative years. Well, Joseph had the same thing. He like read like half of the first one. He's like, I'm I'm bored. <laughs> I'm also an extremely slow reader. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. Yeah. We're all well, you know. Who needs books when the nerds know? Yeah. Um and with that we have episodes on YouTube every Monday morning for the rest of the summer till sometime in August. Um, and we have the midnight special every Friday night at 10. Yep. Look for look at our YouTube WiseWorks podcast at Monday at 7 a.m. And look at another podcast One, channel. 191. Uh, yeah, episode. This is episode 191. So, yeah, we have a lot of stuff for you there. And... Um, and also, we have another channel we'd like to throw a plug at. It's called WiseWorks Studio. Um, yes, it is kind of a catch-all. It is kind of us us being self-expressive and reacting to entertainment culture mm. and us giving commentary and thoughts and all kinds new of cool movies, stuff. New movies, new trailers. Yeah. New things that are coming out that we kind of – we want to we wanna give well, we a, have thoughts. a genuine reaction and thoughts, too. And it's a – look, it's, it's a short video. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you can't if you can't listen to an hour long podcast or whatever, yeah. and you want to see our beautiful mugs, go check out. You know, <laughs> go watch us for five to ten minutes yeah. on a reaction video. See our thoughts. Formulate your own thoughts. Yeah, let's all Absolutely. have a good time. We're talking about stuff we love and stuff culture loves over there. Uh-huh. And so, by uh, grab Thar's hammer. I salute you. <laughs> well, good night. <laughs> <laughs> Smile, my boy.